Light the beam! Light the beam! Light the beam! Hello everyone, and welcome back to Nothing But Net, where we talk all things and everything basketball. I'm Ritham. I'm Cole. I'm Kaya. And I'm Daniel. And today, we're going to be talking about many things. But the most important to all of us is that the Sacramento Kings have clinched the NBA playoffs for the first time in 16 years. That's crazy. The drought is over. We're in the playoffs. We're the three seed. We actually stand a chance in the playoffs. I definitely think we'll stand a chance in the other teams, bro. We're going to do so good. And this has just been such a successful season for us. Like, Mike Brown just came in, and he just made this team championship. Contender. Even if we yeah. don't make it to the semifinals, it's already been an accomplishment. Yeah. Like, we've made it to like the Like, making playoffs. the playoffs itself. It's like... We are out of our 16-year drought. Like For real. It's like, let's go. And, like, what this means to us, because we've never lived in a world where the Kings were in the playoffs. Yeah. Us four. Mm-hmm. And we've lived never. in Sacramento our entire lives. So... To have the fact that the Kings are making the playoffs for the first time in our lifetimes is just... It's a huge it's deal It's a special moment. It's a great yeah. moment. And I'm looking forward to see what they do in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. What does this mean to you guys? I feel like it's going to be an interesting bracket because, you know, because the Kings haven't, like, they haven't been, like, in the playoffs for so long. I've never had a bracket with the Kings in the playoffs. So I don't know, like, where to put them for this, you know? Yeah. Like, to whether to put them in the finals or the semifinals or, like, down at the bottom getting swept, you huh. never know. Cause I'm I'm already proud. I'm like, I'm even if they just, like, don't do that well in the playoffs, which I definitely think they will do, like, like decent, it's still a really big accomplishment, especially after 16 years. That was before I was even born. Like, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, like. What does this mean to you guys as Sacramento residents, as kids living in Sacramento? I mean, I know for a bunch of other like uh, cit- like citizens of Sacramento, like it's probably a bigger deal to them than to us because they've actually lived like those like like mm-hmm. at the times when uh, they've lived out time. those sixteen. Yeah, years. they've lived those yeah. out. Like yeah. for us, like it's still crazy, but not as crazy to them because like they've actually lived through it. But I'm I'm really excited. I'm just excited to see him play. I think for me, it's kind of like finally because, you know, Sacramento has been clowned a lot for like not making the playoffs for 16 years. Yeah, mm-hmm. they really deserve this. I'm, yeah. So like, it's kind of like finally because yeah. like you can't be clowned anymore. Now the Hornets have to be clowned. Yeah. Seven years. They're drought. Seven years. I'm just so happy because I'm, everybody's been clowning on our franchise, just like you said, Cole. And I've been like thinking of switching teams, but I haven't. And now it's finally paid off that I didn't switch teams, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm still a Kings fan. And it's just, it's great. It's like our franchise got called uh, NBA Hell, the Kangs, Poverty, a terrible franchise by Jaden Ivy. And now look who's talking. Like, Jaden Ivey said that our franchise was terrible, and now his team is the worst team in the league, and ours is the seventh best in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, For real. yeah, Jaden, I'm talking to you. Yeah. For real. Anything else? Have anything to say about the Kings other than that we're so very happy? I don't think so. I mean, uh, I'm I'm actually interested on how they play, though. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's either 
That's what we. That's what we've got to focus on now. Like, I'm actually going to the playoffs to yeah. see them. In my eyes, I think it it'll be better the Kings are the three seed than the two seed because the Kings' defense in, in the paint is not good at all, and like their with, defense all around. Well, yeah, but they're really strong on offense, though. In my yeah, but, the, yeah, but yeah, they have the most efficient offense in NBA history, but one of the worst defenses in the league. But yeah. their perimeter defense is a little better than their interior defense. I think that our biggest threat in the playoffs is the Golden State Warriors. Because they're coming off of a championship, and we face the Warriors. They have Steph Curry, who can create his own shot. They have Jordan Poole, who's the mini. And though he's had a bit of a slump this season, he's still good. Yeah, he's. Been they good. have Clay Thompson, who's made his most threes in a season this mm-hmm. season. Yeah, but at the same time, the Warriors have the worst road record in the league. Yeah. So. But the Kings don't have playoff experience. Yeah, yeah. that that's what you also have to look at too, like. It's been so long. We're just going to, you just have to expect the unexpected. Nobody currently in the NBA has faced the Sacramento Kings in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Nobody currently in the NBA has faced the Sacramento Kings in the playoffs. So it's going to be crazy. news for both of them. For both, all yeah. yeah. You just got to trust in the process. Yeah, but at you got to trust time. the Kings. You got to trust the Kings. For Who do you think we are? Philadelphia? <laughs> right, chill. <laughs> no, but like, for, actually, though, you, got, you just, you just got to trust the Kings. All right, moving on. So, uh, you know, Minnesota is the 8th seed in the West. Yeah. And uh, Thunder is 10th, and Mavericks are 11. They're in trouble. Which, yeah. Which is not good. Like, the Mavericks, ever since they traded for Kyrie Irving, they've just been in a downfall. Like, right? they're actually going up there. Like, remember with all those clutch shots Luka put up, and then... I thought it'd be, like, such a good thing to have Uh Kyrie with him. I mean, I kind of saw, like, after they, like, put Kyrie in the Mavs, I kind of saw the Mavs, like, they were going to go downhill eventually because at the end of the day, who was going to get the ball, you know, like, put up there, which we've already went over. I think that... um, I thought that Dallas was still going to be a really good team. I thought they would, like, improve their seating, but... I think that like their main weakness would be yeah like like you said who would get the ball yeah like and that's that's exactly what I was thinking like in crunch in crunch time who's gonna get the ball are they gonna pass to Kyrie or are they gonna pass to Luca I mean and obviously Luca's the better player but with Kyrie like he knows what to do with the ball and he knows how to handle the ball I mean like he's like genuinely the shiftier player and fall and uh, as well like the following game after we actually said that like for the first time that same. The same thing happened as we would say. Like Luca and Kyrie, or yeah, Luca and Kyrie kept on passing the ball near the very end of the fourth quarter, and like they couldn't put a shot up. They were just getting clamped up. Yep. Yeah. Kyrie. Was- uh, you know, Ky- like I'm, I feel like Kyrie's a great fit on the, on Dallas, but also he's not at the same time. You know, he's a good offensive yeah. fit. No, because like- Dallas's defense before they got Kyrie was bad, but it was good enough for them to be. You know, decent playoff contenders. But now with gaining Kyrie, who is an entirely offensive player, sure, yeah. he's okay on defense, but he's not going to lock he's someone a, up. He's leading to his he, own, like, his own, like, upbringing with, like, his points and, and his stats and stuff. He's in, but his team is not going to do better with mm-hmm. Kyrie. He's yeah, an Kyrie okay Kyrie fit. For Kyrie. He's not a perfect fit in the Mavs. Like, there's already Luka. We don't. It's not necessarily that they don't need Kyrie. It's just that I think they're using him a bit too much. I I, I don't think it's that they're using them too much. It's just that they don't have defense, and that's going to become a problem because they had a one fifteen point nine defensive rating after uh, they traded for Kyrie, which is one of the worst in the league. And a few days ago, they gave up eighty points to the Miami Heat, and it was only halftime. Halftime. 
That's crazy. Halftime? That's that's just their their defense is just so bad. It's just yeah. It's actually crazy. Yeah, but <laughs> I think like the only chance that Dallas has right now is still Luca because he's averaging so much, but I know, like, he's not very much of an all-around player, you know? He's yeah, a but shooter, what if he leaves? he's a playmaker. Yeah, and like Cole said, if he, if, um, if Luka were to leave Dallas, Dallas wouldn't make it again. Dallas wouldn't even be Dallas. Kyrie, mm-hmm. Even with Kyrie, I mean, like... Kyrie uh, hasn't had that chemistry. I think Luka's averaging, either. like, 40, like, uh, 30, like, 3 points and, mm-hmm. uh, like, uh, like, 8 rebounds and 8 assists. Uh, like Luca is the glue and like the stronghold of the Mavs. I personally think that like they're not using like I'm any team any team would kill f- to have like Kyrie. Like that's obviously an exaggeration, but like Kyrie is like okay fit to any team. That's my opinion. But I don't. I feel like they're not using Kyrie properly on the Mavs. Like, they're okay. not using him like like. Perfectly. I halfway agree with that. I do not think that the Mavs are using Kyrie well, like you're saying. Uh, but because I, I don't think Jason Kidd is a good coach. I think he was a great point guard for the Nets. I think he was a great point guard for the Mavs. I think he was a great point guard for the Suns. I think he was a great point guard in his career. I think he's a 75 greatest player of all time. Top 75. But I do not think that any team would kill for Kyrie Irving. I do not think that teams think want... Would. I don't think that teams want Kyrie Irving. Yeah, Kyrie not, Irving yeah. is a locker room cancer. I think that they gave up. They gave up too much for him. They gave up pieces that like they would have been fine keeping because like, Kyrie. Kyrie. I, th- I think we kind of already know that Kyrie is most likely going to leave yeah. Dallas at the end of the season because I don't think he's happy there because uh, during the off- I think, I think he's going to leave during the offseason and go to the Lakers or Jason Kidd is going to be fired. No, like, before you even, like, start talking Cool, about I would Lakers. say instead of and, I would say, I mean, I would say instead of or, I would say and. <laughs> and or Jason Kidd will be fired. Yeah. Because Jason Kidd, we kind yes, Dallas had, like, an amazing run last year, but that was kind of lucky. Because the Suns is essentially just self destructed yeah. after going up too well, um, so I you kind of can say that yeah that maybe was coaching, but I think he's kind of like the Steve Nash of the Western Conference, where he's a good mm-hmm. he's a very good player, like a uh, top like Rhythm said top seventy five all time, but he's not a good coach, and he has amazing talent around him. Like Luka Doncic is easily going to be a top ten player. In like overall in league history, career. yeah, in yeah. league history, unless you know he gets injured. I mean, the only crossed. good side about him, like you said, is just that he has like he actually has experience on the court. But, but that's like, pretty much it. Like that he doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah, no, it it does matter when you're a coach, but like not yeah. as much as having plays because yeah, you can have true. experience on the court, but the court changes over time. Like, but, wait, what do you mean by that? Like the game changes over time. Like, you know, we've seen like now. You could say, like, in the early 2000s, like, the NBA was, like, a lot of bigs because you had Shaq, you had Tim Duncan. Like, late 90s, early 2000s, the NBA was a lot about having big players yeah, on your physical. team. Yeah, it was game, physical. The and game is changing. Yeah, it's become less physical. Everybody's shooting threes all the time. And it's led to higher scoring games. But, like, the game has changed over the last 20 years. Wait, and I so think- are you saying that Jason Kidd uh, isn't fully adapted to this era. Yes. Yeah. Huh. I, I could see. I could the see. NBA, I could see that. The NBA was going like it had one path 
when Jason Kidd was playing and like where his mindset is at currently. But now the NBA is taking like a whole different path. Yeah. And now um he's uh Jason Kidd is having a hard time like adapting to that understanding what's going on but also i feel like there are some coaches who did play in the 90s 2000s era who are actually able to adapt to this yeah like yeah but the thing is jason kidd is not one of them yeah Yeah. like he's just he's a good player he's not a good coach and i think the mavericks will move on from at the end of the season Mm -hmm. they have a playoff caliber team with luka Doncic, and then uh, Kyrie Irving, like if you had those two on a team, you would think that they were they are like uh, a play-in team, a playoff team, like a top six. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. I honestly like wouldn't actually because yeah. sometimes it's like some it can either go good or bad to have like it's not always the best thing to have like two really good people on the same exact team. Like you know what I mean? Like they have to actually like they have to work together. Yeah, they have to work. They have to understand yeah. each other, and especially but, if it's two ball hogs, then like. It's just it's just gonna be like really but con- confusing. Yeah, but at the same time, having two really good players could work out for you. I mean, you could look at the Nuggets this year, the Celtics, the Bucks. They all have like t- at least two really good players, and yet two ball hogs. Like, it doesn't really help. But I think if like you can make a system where it works, like say. Like each player rotates, like taking the ball up, or yeah, like using or like having the ball for a majority of the possession. There can mm-hmm. always be a way for it to work. Yeah, but there it's can just also be, be hard. A way that it won't work. Yeah, and the Mavericks are on the latter side. Yeah, because someone's yeah. gonna have to adapt to having the ball less. Uh, and they're not gonna like that. Like if if Luca gets the ball more than Kyrie, Kyrie's probably just gonna you know. But um, yeah, I that's think Kyrie's done for course. actually. Yeah. Um. And. On February 10th, when the Mavericks traded for Kyrie Irving, they had a 96% chance of making the playoffs. They were they were the four seed. Mm-hmm. Currently, they're out. They have a so chance to get a top pick. But back to the Mavs, just looking at the stats, you can tell that like, oh, ever since Kyrie has joined, they have got they have had a major downfall. Now, let's not say it's Kyrie's fault, but No, but like, ever since Kyrie joined. Every ever since he joined, like yeah, it hasn't been looking good for them. But I don't necessarily think it's Kyrie's fault. I mean, I think it's Kyrie's fault. Yeah, the Do you guys want to see the Mavs in the playoffs next season? No, I actually don't want to see them in the playoffs because Neither I'm a I. I'm a Trey Young fan, and his rival is Luka Doncic, and mm-hmm. I do not want to see Luka Doncic succeed. So I do not want to see the Dallas Mavericks in the playoffs. I think um, that they don't deserve a playoff spot because – I, they aren't good. I, like, I agree with Cole. I mean, I feel like you could look at any team that's in the play-in right now, and then you could look at the Dallas Mavericks. Like you could see the Lakers, LeBron, and then also like a bunch of other pieces surrounding LeBron, with like D'Lo and a bunch of other people in AD. They're all they're doing really well. And then there's the Pelicans with Brandon Ingram, Jose Alvarado, and Zion. They're doing very well, even yeah. with Zion being injured a lot. Yeah. I would be fine injured. with them being in the playoffs that, if they were still at the fourth seed. Then you got no, the Timberwolves, so which are easily one of the most exciting teams when they're healthy. Mm-hmm. With Cat, you got Rudy Gobert, you got um, Anthony uh-huh. Edwards, it, and a bunch of other really good role players. It's and also, then there's the Thunder with Shea and Josh Giddy, which are like, they're both up and coming stars. The Cinderella story. Yeah, uh-huh. like Shea's been having an amazing season. I think a yeah. lot of people thought that. OKC would be out of like the plan and like one of the bottom seeds in the West and like mm-hmm. tanking to try to get Victor, but that's not happening. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And with then you. you look at Dallas, and then it's like 
a lot of those players, like, it would be really good for them. And then, like, Dallas just hasn't lived up to the hype that they had when they traded for Kyrie. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree as well. Like, also, if they if they even got put in the I, – I don't want them in the playoffs. But if they were, I would be really disappointed because, to me, it's just a waste of a playoff game. Exactly. Like, there could – Honestly, I just don't want to see them in the playoffs. I just realized something. We sound like such haters right now. <laughs> I, I don't like the Dallas Mavericks that much. You've been yeah. hating on the Mavs for like since the big first now. episode. Yeah, but That's crazy. so we can say our recap on the Mavericks is that get rid of Kyrie, get rid of Jason Kidd. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. That's yeah. And finally, let's talk about the new CBA NBA agreement that they came up to. Uh, NBPA agreement. So. Basically, the agreement says that there's going to be that the each player has to play at least 65 games to win a major award. That's yeah. valid. I would that say that's sense. a completely uh, okay rule. That's a completely great rule. Um, Mikhail Bridges is going to be the GOAT after the. Kawhi is not Mc- getting any. Mikhael Bridges Julius is going to be, be the best player in the league now. Mikhail Bridges. He's, play, he's played 83 games. Actually? Yeah. Yeah. He's never missed a game since his freshman year of high school. Yeah, Julius Randle is like, I think he's the only uh, all-star player who hasn't missed a game this year. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Julius that, he, yeah. Yeah, like he's been, he's played a lot of like games. from like, day one? Yeah. No, no, for, like this year. He's the yeah, only yeah. all-star player, including reserves, who has not missed a game this year. Like, that is crazy. That's crazy. That is yeah. crazy. Yeah. And then... Uh, so we all like that rule, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Next is going to be this in-season tournament that they're going to add. In the middle of the season, there's going to be a random tournament. I have no idea what it's about, but, like, who asked? <laughs> like, Maybe it'll replace All-Star. Maybe, but, like... Hopefully, or maybe it'll reward, like, some kind of prize money. Hopefully, yeah, like, because All-Star game, as we could see from the last All-Star game... I'm sorry. Yeah. All-Star games literally have again. just been a joke. It's we just don't want to see that again. It's literally just street ball, but... In a stadium. And with yeah, tickets, that like, costs $15,000. And they don't even try. They don't. E- in streetball, they actually try. That would be entertaining. Streetball is entertaining. But the All-Star game is just... Mm. Yeah, was, yeah, because they don't want to get no injured. no defense played, and the only people who did play defense and actually try got, like, Look, clowned and made fun of for it. No, yeah. LeBron was actually playing, and then he got injured. And, like, it's literally like the MLB. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't watch the MLB. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> you guys don't get it, yeah. do you? And then... Uh, um, the the another part of the new agreement is marijuana is legal. Yes. What? Okay. To be honest, that's valid. To be honest, I I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, like I mean, like it's not a performance like enhancing drug. Because if you're gonna use it before I know, a game, like, I don't think still, that's gonna affect the game in a good way. Yeah, yeah, that's like a bad thing. Well, imagine imagine seeing like just James Harden with uh, like marijuana like as this pregame meal or something. <laughs> Bro, I mean, like, how you'd be playing, bro. I mean, like, a lot of states don't like allow marijuana, anyways. So it's not like they're gonna yeah. be using it everywhere. Yeah, like, CJ how- McCollum and Grant Williams—they're the presidents of the MVP, MVP, and National Basketball Players Association. You know that guy, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. They really went to the meeting and said, "I don't care what you do, just allow us to smoke weed, my guy." <laughs> so, what do we feel about the marijuana one? Good or bad? I okay. Think, I, I mean, like. I actually don't like it. We'll see how, how it goes. In life. Because, I mean, yes, it's not a performance-enhancing drug, but it's not going to make the players play better, and we all know that. Yeah, and I I, don't, I think it's going to put a bad image on the NBA, so I don't yeah. like it. I think that 
Um, the re- only reason why they allowed it is so then players don't get banned from having marijuana in their system when they take drug tests. Yeah, oh, and if you watched an, an NBA game and the players like high or like something, they wouldn't be high during the game because I don't think the teams would allow them to have it with them. Oh well, yeah, of course. So then, I think the only I would like, wouldn't be surprised if the only reason why, but it could still be in your system and it can still like. Yeah, but like the only reason why they got rid of, uh, they legalized it so then players can like smoke it without having any repercussions off the court. Because if they was, I guess, like it would count as like a drug that could get you suspended if you would take a drug test during this. I'm season. just saying, David Stern would have never allowed that. Well, yeah. we don't have David Stern. Yeah, rest in peace, David Stern. I I think that David Stern was a better commissioner mm-hmm. than Adam Silver. Oh yeah, Adam be. Silver's been mid. Yeah, he's a. He's a scaredy cat. Uh, the final one is that they, the people, the players are allowed to promote gambling. Promote gambling? Okay, now it's just. Uh, yeah. I don't I know. Don't, like don't. sports betting. I oh, sports betting? I mean, I'm not. I mean, like, I don't think that affects betting. us in California because you can't. I don't think you can legally sports bet on your phone anyway. So it's, it's eh. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter for us. That I still think really that it puts. anything because. I Honest, still, people have been doing it for a while, and we all know that. I still think that it's going to put a bad image on the NBA. And I mean, I like, think it's sports personnel already, like, uh, advertise Yeah, but, betting. like, that's not the players themselves. Yeah. I think some players sure. do it. Yeah. Like, really who? But I why mean, do the players want to advertise sports gambling? That's, that's my question. Because it know. gets them it's, more money. Because it says, bet on me and you'll make money and I'll do good for you or something. I don't know. Um, but mean, yeah. I mean, that doesn't really affect us. So, what is our opinion on the entire agreement itself? The it's 65 okay. games, the in season tournament, the marijuana, and the betting. Uh, I, I think the NBA is trying to fix what they've, what has, like, um, already been done. They're, they, like, they're trying to fix the wrong that's been, like, ch- like, they're trying to fix the changes that's been happening by adding more changes, but the changes aren't good. I think they're just letting. I think they're just letting like a bunch of things just loose at this point. I, if I'm being honest, I do not think the NBA knows what they're doing. And like Ritham said, like I think just, two times, um, they're putting a bad image on the NBA by yeah, doing uh-huh. some of these things. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's okay. I mean, like the sports betting thing is fine. The marijuana thing is fine. I completely agree with the minimum uh, games. Sixty-five games. Yeah, yeah sixty-five that's, games. That's valid. And we'll see what the end of the season tournament is. They haven't really uh, elaborated alluded to what it is yet. So we'll see. Yeah. So I would say it's meh. Meh. Yeah. Yeah, just meh. It's yeah. not perfect. Like, I think it's, see. I think it's leaning. It's not ba- good, but it's not bad. But I think it's leaning more on the bad side. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So thank you, everyone, for listening to Nothing But Net. And we will see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.